It's February 5th, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome to 2012, everybody. Yeah, Here it's it is. New Year. Well, Kind of. It's February, but we haven't done anything in a month, so here we are. Yes. (laughs) Well, okay. We haven't – it's not that we haven't done anything in a month. We just haven't recorded a podcast for January. So we're one month in and, wow, we're a month in. Yeah. Where did that happen? It's kind of hard to believe. Where did that time go? Yeah. Well, and we we got to thinking about, okay, it's 2012 and there's all these things happening, these anniversaries. It, It just hadn't really occurred to us. Probably the biggest one for us right now is that this month will be, February 2012, will be our second anniversary for the Architecture Happy Hour. And not the podcast, but the actual happy hour itself. Right, our our in-person meetup that we do here in Dallas. So it's hard to fathom that that's been going on for two years and it just seems to keep growing and getting bigger and bigger. And Well, and for those of you who haven't joined us at one of the happy hours, it's a group that we put on meetup.com two years ago this February and started out, we weren't even sure we'd get enough people for the very first oh, yeah, one. There's that, that terror of how do we get 35 people to show up? Oh no, it's going to be disaster. If we don't have enough people, we might have to pay for appetizers. Oh no. And we had over a hundred people show up at the very first event. And since then on meetup, we now have over 900 people who have shown interest and signed up for our group. And now we've, we regularly get, Close to 100 people at yeah. each event, every Usually monthly happy hour. Somewhere between 80 and 100, and you know, sometimes it's a little slower in the summertime, but we are getting a consistent crowd and a lot of the same people coming again and again, yeah, which, which is, is nice. Fun. Yeah. And at the same time, getting some really good new people that are coming that are, are finally finding us or you know, it's finally getting – the word's getting out. People are coming. So it's really nice. Yeah, we're excited to share. We've been able to get some sponsors for – for food and prizes and little goodies for this upcoming uh, event in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's really interesting. It's just the whole hard to believe. Okay, this is this is the start. There's two ways for for me to look at it. It's our second anniversary. It's the start of our third year. Yeah, that makes us sound really old. I know, but at the same time, I was thinking about uh, okay, January was our anniversary for starting the firm for opening our doors mm-hmm. and you can, okay it was our four-year anniversary or it's the start of our fifth year Yikes. which is so hard to believe that well for one that we we held on this long that we made it to this you know the fifth year well but, and and we should probably reintroduce ourselves because we've been doing this now for a couple of years and it occurred to me that yeah. we probably don't tell people who we are we just assume everyone's <laughs> been listening from the get-go and they know who we are you know it's just laura and larry those friendly voices on the uh-huh. podcast the two dorks with a microphone right know. exactly yeah. yeah well we're actually architects registered architects here in dallas texas and we are owners, two of the three owners of HPD Architecture, an architecture and interior design firm here. Um, and we work on residential and commercial projects. So that gives you a little bit of context of who we are. Yeah. Um, but we've sort of branched out and we're kind of those crazy local small firm architects who do a podcast and who host a networking mm-hmm. group and who are go all over and, social media. That's and right. And we, speak at conferences. And, and Yeah. 
Yeah, we just like the attention. We get out and get in front of as many people as we can. We love feeding our egos. It's so fantastic. <laughs> anyway. So uh, thanks for participating. Yeah, thanks for listening. And, and encouraging us. Hanging in there. <laughs> anyway. But right. yeah, it's – it's well, and, and like Laura said, we've been doing this, the podcast, long enough now. And, and honestly, this is the third year of our podcast. So this is season three. But we've been doing it for so long that we just don't think about the fact that Oh gosh, maybe we should tell people who we are, or maybe there's some additional information we need to share with you guys. That you know, do you have questions? Is there stuff you're curious about? Is it? We just get on the microphone and kind of talk. Yeah, well, we know that new folks are joining us all the time, but Mm -hmm. we also know that we have a great audience of frequent listeners. So we just feel like you all are family. We just want to get on here and talk to you. Exactly. So no big deal. But anyway, so we thought for this podcast that we'd just talk about now that we're hitting some of these real anniversaries and milestones, what have we learned and what are we doing to move forward and improve on what we've learned? Right. I guess for me it's been, you know, what have we learned just in the month that, you know, in January? So what have we learned in this first month of the year? And the big thing for me was getting our tax return back from the accountant and finding out that, oh, my gosh, we were profitable last year. For the very first time yeah, in there's, this scary economy that we've been in. There's not a minus in front of the number, <laughs> <laughs> which we're, is really great. Yeah, we didn't really know what to do with that information. Yeah, we're like, okay, well, can we write ourselves big fat checks? Well, we're not you know, technically profitable cash-wise. <laughs> we're profitable on paper. And it's like, okay, well – that's fun, I guess. It just means the accountant couldn't be creative enough to hide all of the money and not yeah. make us pay taxes. Yeah, right? we need some overseas <laughs> shelter somewhere or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, we're beginners. We'll get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, but it's the, it's the first – and it's one of those things in four years I've learned that I've said stuff that I never dreamed I'd be saying out loud. Things like tax liability and do you know how much that's really going to cost? I mean I would you know, really <laughs> never say that. And, of course, I had this year is, is my next new thing is, well, we have to come up with a tax strategy for 2012. Like, what the hell? Yeah, we haven't needed that before, have we? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to the accountant. I'm like, well, it feels really strange to say that to you. He's like, well, Larry, it's the first year we've been able to show you have a profit. Well, because before, taking a loss was actually a useful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> you know, in the big picture. But, no, we're super excited to to be profitable. And That's a good thing when you're running a business. That's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. You want to have a nice balance sheet, and that gives us a nice balance sheet yeah. for the year. So what else did we learn this year? Um, well, Laura had a – just went to a seminar. It was a great-sounding seminar. And, of course, you have to – if you don't know Laura, she gets very bubbly and excited. And she came in. I was like, well, how was your seminar? And she just lit up, and she's like <gasps> – Oh, it was so good, and she's telling me about it, so I'm going to let her share some of that because it's one of those odd aha moments, I think. I think so. We've been fortunate to have quite a few of those in the past couple of years, but that's been one of the journeys that we've been on as we've been owning this new company is we're learning not only about the company and how to run a business and architecture, but also about ourselves right. and what our strengths are and what maybe our weaknesses are and how we can work together and use our strengths to to run this company, basically. So I went to a workshop last week with a life coach, and the focus of the workshop was to help identify our priorities in life. You know, a lot of times we get so bogged down with the, you know, I should do this and I have to do that, and it's dragging me down, and I'm really, 
you know. I can't wait to go to the office and do another timesheet, or I can't wait to go to the office and trudge through my email or put together another RFQ. Woohoo! Right. We all like to commiserate and, you know, complain about the parts that are less desirable about our jobs. But this workshop was focused on finding those things that we do in our job that really speaks to who we are at the core of our personalities and the core of really how we're wired, what makes us tick, what gets us so excited about what we're able to do every day that it makes it feel like it's not work, that it's something that you just enjoy doing and you do whether you got paid or not. So it was about filtering through all the garbage that tends to drag us down and helps us figure out what is it that really makes us happy. And then now that we've identified that, how do we choose tasks and choose you know, say networking groups and how do we choose the the people we want to be around that helps support those things that make us the most happy. So we went through several exercises in the workshop that uh, helped us really identify some of those things. And what I realized is that once I figured out the things that really make me tick that I respond to, like talking to groups of people and having, you know, recognition and little elements that really could apply to any part of my life that once I figured those out, I could almost use it as a checklist for future opportunities to see if that opportunity is really going to fit with my core of what's really going to work well with me and make me excited and happy to do it rather than maybe intellectually it makes sense for our business, but am I going to be my best trying to attempt that task if my heart's not in it, if it does not jive with my real being? This sounds real like we should be smoking something right now, but... (laughs) Incense burning and all that sort of business going on. Curtains of beads and whatever, but... But no, but it's it's true. And, And with all the business coaching that we've been doing, it almost reinforces a lot of what we've been learning through the sales coaching and the business coaching that you need to look and see what your big goals are and what you know the projects you're you're approaching the projects you're taking in and the clients you're going after are those people who are helping you approach what your goal is and if they're not maybe those aren't the people that you need to be going after. So if you're doing some particular task and it's not the thing that's going to help you be fulfilled and help you actually reach your ultimate ultimate goal or, you know, really make you blossom and I say blossom, but I guess it's well, good, yeah, good a word is. as any. Yeah. Um, well, like watching you blossom into the marketing person because that's really what happened once you got going. Right. Just suddenly this whole thing came out. But so, yeah, it's interesting to to Laura, have Laura come in and talk about it just because it wraps back into what we talked about with the sales coaching and the whole and the whole head trash idea of, you know, you're going to meet a new client and you've got all this trash in your head about, oh, they're not going to like me or, oh, we're not going to fit with them or, oh, this, they've already interviewed three other architects and they're all so much better than I am. Yeah, all these things that can sabotage, you know, the success that really should be yours. Yeah. There's no reason it shouldn't be. And I, it sounds like, I mean, if you hear it one way, it might sound, well, gosh, that's really selfish. To spend all this time figuring out what's going to make you happy and why why would you be so selfish to only choose mm-hmm. tasks or opportunities that would only make you happy? And I'd, I'd like to look at it from a different angle and think, you know, well, why wouldn't you choose to do the majority of your work in things that make you happy? And if if you're choosing things that aren't making you happy, are you really putting out the best face for your company? Right. Because if I'm going to an event or trying to communicate something that I don't really believe in, 
you're going to sense that. You're going to see I'm really bad at hiding. Right. You know, I can't fake it real well if I'm not really into whatever I'm yeah. discussing or doing or trying to accomplish. Well, it's it's Holly was saying a couple of days ago, I was on the phone with a, a vendor who was looking to sponsor one of the happy hours this year. And I got off the phone and she's like, you would not believe how you sounded on the phone. She said you were just so into it and you could tell it was one of those things that you really, really had you know, a strong belief in and, and believed it was important and it was just sort of contagious and you know, it almost sounded like you know, you can either get on the bus or you can get out of the way because we're doing it. Right. And it's one of those things that, yeah, you want that enthusiasm to really come out. Well, in fact, one of the ladies who was at this workshop with me, she was – we were talking towards the end and and we had first actually met her at one of our happy hours. And she said, you know, after I met you at the happy hour, I went over and talked to my friend and I said, we need to get to know Laura. She is just the most fun and so fantastic. And I, I was so flattered that she told me that. But – it, when I thought about what I was talking about when I was talking to her for the first time, mm-hmm. it was about our company and it was about our happy hour and what we've done and, and how we've been doing the speaking. And it was t- it was me talking about all of the things that I love that we've been able to do you know, through our business. And, and clearly that resonated with her. She was picking up on my excitement. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting and, I mean, very sweet that she shared it with me, but that she – felt it enough to go tell her friend about it right. and that that influenced her decision on whether to continue communicating with us, yeah. uh, you know, and attending our events and, and all that. So it's real. It's very powerful. And so I came back telling Larry all about this workshop because I was really fired well, up. And, and I didn't get to ask you, what Bob think? Because I can't imagine what you must have been like on Friday. She, she did this workshop on Friday, so I can't imagine what you were like when you got home. Well, you know, honestly, we haven't had a whole lot of time to sit down and talk about it. But I felt when I got home that I approached he and Matthew, my son, differently. Like I came home and I realized what was really important mm-hmm. and what I could just let go as I walked through the door. You know, just little annoyances on the drive home or the traffic or whatever. Sure. That – it was clear to me that I had control over whether I was going to carry that into the door or whether I was going to leave it in the car. And I came in and I was more joyful to be around them, you know, gave Matthew a hug a little bit tighter and just, it was kind of nice. It was a little bit of clarity, I think on what's important. Yeah. Not that we don't like cranky Laura because cranky Laura (laughs) is so much fun as is cranky Larry. Right. Yes. Yes. They have their place in our world. Yes. (laughs) Yes. When Laura looks at me and goes, I know you're stressed. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Take a breath. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. It'll be okay. What is it that your your mother-in-law says? Or is oh, it your mother? No, oh, my dad's wife. Larry, you need to go suck on a mint. <laughs> That's what she tells my dad when that. he starts getting cranky. Larry, Larry, your blood sugar is low. You need to go suck on a mint. Right. Like, okay. Basically, take a breath and go deal with yourself. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, and and Laura made a comment as we were talking about. She was telling me about it. You know, we're architects, and we feel like we must suffer for our, our art because right. you know it's it's just what we do. We're we're underpaid, and we work so hard, and no one really appreciates us. Well, to that, <laughs> like, yeah. Whose fault is that? Yeah. So we're kind of like, hmm, interesting perspective. But yeah, it's, right. It's you know, and we even said it in one of the presentations we did. I think it was the intern presentation. That you know we're all supposed to somehow suffer for our art because we're our artists, we're architects, and and yeah, no, you need to do something that's going to make you happy and make you fulfilled, and and not feel bad about 
doing it. Right. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people think, oh, I've got to just do this, you know, job that, you know, most of the time it kind of stinks and I don't really want to be there and I'd rather be doing something else. And that we just sort of suck it up and get through it in order to get the paycheck. Mm-hmm. But in reality, there's so many other options where maybe it's you're even still doing that same job, but you can either change out your tasks or, or structure them slightly differently so that you're using the parts of you that make you happy. So, you know, if you're a super creative person, but somehow you've been put into doing door schedules all day, well, why not find an intern who is wired to do door schedules? I mean, like, it may just be their joy in the world to do things Maybe that are your, that structured and organized. Yeah, yeah that, that, that actually speaks to what is really at their core. Right. So why not allow them to enjoy what they do? Because if they're stuck doing creative design and it doesn't make sense to them one side or the other, that, you know, it makes sense to find somebody who is really good at what they do mm-hmm. and to allow you to be really good at what you do. Yeah. yeah. I hope that doesn't just sound like a lot of in the clouds kind of stuff. Yes. Like you said, it sounds like we should be smoking something. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. You, you've, uh, and it kind of, we were thinking about it goes back to what we have talked about in the past about interns because there's interns that actually one of the the tile reps here in Dallas spent two years as an intern at an architecture firm working 12-hour days and just getting completely ground down to nothing. And she finally said, you know what? I, this isn't for me. I can't do this. And she stopped and went to work for this tile company and loves it. She's been doing it for like four or five months. Absolutely loves it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, I think back to, you know, I spent 12 years as an intern, well, 10 years and then, you know, a couple of years as, as a registered architect. And then and then I discovered how much I like the creativeness of, of marketing and, and the thought process that's involved in that and the networking and, and being in front of people rather than being in front of a computer screen. Yeah. And how long did it take me to realize that and what clues did I see along the way? That I'm just now looking back and going, oh, that's why that's I really why, gravitated right. towards that. Or, you know, that's why I was longing to be in a client meeting because I wanted that personal interaction rather than just focusing on lines on a screen all day. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I've worked with other interns who just get thrilled. I mean, they can't get to work early enough in the morning to work on those sections or figure out those details. Mm-hmm. And it just, of course, that's what makes it work. Everybody's... It was wired differently. Yeah, but, of course. But yeah, but to recognize that and and to realize, think about how much time companies would save if they if they or firms would save if they sat down with their interns and thought, "Wow, you know, maybe you're not really wired to be doing this task. Let's have you do this instead." Or suddenly, if you're an intern, think about what it is you're doing and is it really feeding that passion, feeding what you really want to do and and what you're about. And if it's not, maybe then architecture is not the job for you. Or there might be another part in of architecture. Art. Maybe in school you were a really good writer and that was really something that was enjoyable for you. Well, you still could stay in architecture because if that's an interest, you know, that's great. Mm-hmm. But maybe you use your strengths to help write a blog for the company or right. you get more involved in the marketing side and, and do the written the text proposals or for, yeah, yeah. proposals or RFQs or, uh, you know, where you can really put that talent to use. Yeah. So that you're not trying to drudge through something that really is not as best suited for you. Yeah. 
And we yeah. learned that all within the last couple of days. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> Aren't you so excited? See, we see what happens that. when we disappear for a month. We come back. We've learned all of these things. Don't it's we amazing. Sound so smart. Yeah. Right. So now I think we're kind of in that position where we're we got to figure out what to do with this. Yeah. This new realization. Do we go back to just doing the same old, same old? And or do we? Put well, because that's that's been productive before. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's worked always. Yeah. yeah, always good. Or do we figure out how to change bad. Actually, embrace this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change. What's that? Change is you know, bad. We know nothing about that. We know nothing of change. Yeah. So I think that'll be. We'll have to report going forward. Yeah. How we've made some adjustments. Yeah. Well, and and you know we have our weekly strategy meeting tomorrow, mm-hmm. so it'll be nice to sit down and talk about that in, in the meeting and. See, okay, how do we apply that to what it is our goals are for the year? So. Yeah. Well, I think we already had had a taste of that when we, the first couple of years, we, we were talking with a business coach mm-hmm. and we read a book that, that talked about the three personality types that a business owner really needs to have, which was the entrepreneur, the technician, and the manager, that each of those elements need to be present. And we, the three of us, realized that, oh, we each are one of those, yeah. you know, individually. And so just by identifying that, that was huge right. in really taking ownership over our own roles right. and contributing where we're you know best suited. So this, I think, even brings more, more – More focus to that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be not just a question of how are we applying it as firm owners, but how do we apply it as a firm and how do we apply it personally and how do we tie all three of those things together. Yeah. This is sounding so esoteric. Isn't it? That's kind of cool though. <laughs> We're sounding yeah. like real architects talking about stuff that's yeah, intangible ho- and Yeah, hopefully someone in. hasn't fallen asleep about five <laughs> minutes ago. Who knows? If you're listening to this in their car. Yes, please pull careful. off to the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yes. Right. Right. All right. Well, yeah. well that's uh, kind of exciting. That's, that's what it's about, of, yeah. right? Self-discovery. New, new discoveries and seeing what, what paths they take us down because we, we won't know. Right. I mean, honestly, this, the, whole, the whole journey of the last four years has been the unknown. Almost. Holy cow, yeah. I mean, there's been so much that's had to change and so much change to the way we approach business and, you know, how do we view ourselves as a company. And, and I mean, the whole thing has just been a, this incredible journey. And so this is just that next piece of it. Right. So I want to say anything, I guess, for the happy hour too. The happy hour mm-hmm. for the podcast itself because it's we're learning. Part of the new journey for the podcast, just FYI, we've bumped up our equipment a little bit at least. Um, finally ended up getting a Mac. So now I'm record, we're, this is our first podcast recorded on GarageBand. Larry's gone to the dark side. Yes. I'm like, yes, I've become a Mac. So, of course, we're, Laura and I are sitting there trying out the different sound effects, and there's one that's called Mouse West. Me, 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 me. Like, that's what we need to record in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, this year's going to be, you know, of course, me having to learn how to edit in GarageBand and how do the effects really work and what does everything mean and how does I'm, – I'm still getting used to the, the idea of using a Mac and – I want to double-click everything. I don't have to double-click everything, and my mouse doesn't actually have a, a scroll button on it. It's just flat because it's the the wireless mouse. That yeah. I have. It's just so freaky. So it's it, so, <laughs> so for if the we podcast, sound different, yeah, then yeah. that's why. So let us know if it sounds better than yeah. our previous podcasts. Uh, then we'll continue in this in these settings, whatever these settings are. Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, if it doesn't, we'll maybe go over to the mouse voice. Right. Or the uh, disguised voice for 
Oh yeah, for the uh, interrogation, I think was yeah. A really when, nice when you one. when you blank out the person's face, so you cannot, you know, there's yes. maintaining the secrecy of their identity. The blah, 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 yes, yeah. for their own protection. Yeah, either that or Darth Vader. I'm not sure. Which. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. So that'll be a nice effect. Yeah. Yes. So look forward to those. Speaking of coming over to the dark side, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, well, we should get out of here for now. And if you're in Dallas and you have the opportunity, please come to one of the Architecture Happy Hours. We'd love to have you. It's the third Wednesday of every month. And if you go to meetup.com and look for the Architecture Happy Hour, you can sign up for our group and be part of the 900-plus people. And you'll get the notices whenever it comes out that when you know, tells you where the next one is. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And but, of course, you can always find us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter and find our website at hpdarch.com. Mm-hmm. Something else that's changing this year. Yes. Yeah. Not Not the actual, you know, web address but we're actually doing um integrating some, the blog with mm-hmm. the website and so there'll be some changes there that'll be good yeah so it's gonna be a be a fun year yeah so happy 2012 everybody and uh keep in touch send us an email or drop us a tweet and let us know what you think yeah or if you've got a question you want to want to throw a question out there at us let us know what it is and we'll see if we can't talk about it in some of the upcoming podcasts Okay. All right. Well, Well, until next time, I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.